I really want to say this before I go on. I really want the Hurricane Nation, the U family, the University of Miami, everyone that's ever touched it, been a part of it, went to school here, is a fan, the community around the country. We got to bring this thing tight. Everybody. We got to bring it in tight and we got to bring it. Because when the U is on and the U brings it, there's nothing like it. And we got to get there. And it's going to take everybody. Hello, listener. Hello, Kane's family. This is Joe Nugent, joined alongside, as always, by my brother Jimmy Nugent. Another episode of Miami Nights and another loss for your Miami Hurricanes. Fell to North Carolina this past weekend, 31 to 21. No, 41 to 31. You idiot, Joe. Jimmy, how are we? It was my first Saturday in about a month that I was able to sit down and I wasn't working a wedding and I could just watch college football all day leading up to that game. And it was going to take a special game to ruin that day for me. And there was many special things about that game. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, I knew things were not looking good leading up to this game, just the way college football in general had gone that day. Um, yeah. You had... Arkansas with a chance to upset Alabama. That didn't happen. Then you had uh, Florida State absolutely roll Syracuse. Then you had Florida win in a kind of a last-minute scenario against South Carolina. So a lot of things were lining up where you knew it just it wasn't going to be your <laughs> day. One of those Saturdays. One of those Saturdays. And it, from the start of this game... Like, it just never felt right. Like, even when we're up 17-14 at half, it still just didn't necessarily feel right. Even though at halftime, I texted you, I said, we are the better team. Yeah, I mean... But the third quarter maybe showed me that wasn't the case. <laughs> I think everyone felt like, after that first half, everyone felt like, man, Miami might be the better team here. And things were looking good. But yeah, it was a... It was a weird game, and honestly, a game that, and we'll get into it, and we'll talk about kind of what happens next, but it's a game where I think it made us realize we need to reset some expectations here. Right, and that's been the resounding message on everyone's, like, on Twitter, is like, you know, we, we pretty much, most people, I don't think myself, but most people had us predicted four and two at this point. Were the two Georgia Tech, what was one of those Georgia Tech? No, right. One of those was probably UNC. Um, Dude, if you so, beat, if we had beaten Georgia Tech the week before, if we had need the football, you are feeling a lot better right now, right? Because at the end of the day, it 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 we got beat. Like it, yeah. it wasn't we made some stupid mistakes, but we just also flat out got beat. Yes, and it, you can live with that. The Georgia Tech one, but I know we're moving on. <laughs> it's just it's hard. It's <laughs> harder. It's harder to to live with. However, it was another week in a row that we shot ourselves in the foot in new ways. I mean, you have an opportunity to get a touchdown. You're on the first and goal, and you run it right to that right call. But first and goal, and we're going quick, and Parrish fumbles it. And luckily, it didn't get returned for a touchdown at that moment. 
And then you have Gidry have a horrible personal foul on a fourth. I don't think it was fourth. It was like fourth and two, right? They were going for it. Yeah. And then they score a touchdown after that. So we are still like, that's the, that, like at the end of the day, yes, we got flat out beat, but we still just do so many things that who knows if those things don't happen, how this game flips. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was going to (laughs) say, I was going to say, that's the thing here. It's like, I do think after the full 60 minutes of football, I do think North Carolina is just in a better spot. They, they're deeper than us. They, Drake may, they have the better quarterback. Um, They were, they're the better. I think they probably are the better football team, but Miami had every chance in the world to win that game. But the thing is, is you, you simply can and I'm, I apologize if you hear Dobby in the background. Uh, you would think has he been fed, but Dobby, Dobby's a massive cat. Dobby is a <laughs> he's a bit overweight, and so he is on a diet, and so he gets frustrated at night, just like Daddy. I get frustrated too after dinner when I can't have my dessert. But yeah, so he's going through some things. So I apologize for that. But like, yeah, like you said, these kind of things, especially. In college football, on the road, against a good football team, you have to play a clean game. And the Miami Hurricanes are incapable of playing clean games. It's unbelievable. It's like, can we just be a team that doesn't turn the ball over? And can we just be a team that doesn't make boneheaded personal foul penalties? Keontre Smith, is he a fifth-year senior? And Yes. He's not even the one that makes the play, and he gets hit. With he a personal foul field. because he grabs an opposing player's face mask. Like that kind of, and kudos to Mario for sitting for benching him. And he and Mario said in the interview after the first quarter, he goes, If what the refs because he didn't see it happen, but he said, if what the refs yeah. told me is true, he deserves to be on the bench. Good for him. It's the right decision. But the fact of the matter is, those kind of players, they we have to rid ourselves of them because they have been they have been an issue for the University of Miami for 20 years now. Players that think they're these hot shots that don't do anything get hit right. with personal fouls. Another one, it, I, and I know I'm jumping all over the place here, but like James Williams gets a big hit. He makes a good play. He's too busy celebrating and getting over the yeah. guy. Doesn't even get in position on the next play. And then yeah. we give up a huge gash. I don't even know if the gash play was necessarily his fault, if that was, but still, like, stop, right. get back and line up. They're running hurry up, and you guys are sitting there celebrating over some sack when you're, you're Their down. Their hurry up was killing us. Killing us. We can't get to the ball. We, we never we never were set Never when, no, they, we, were, when uh, they ran hurry up. Dude, we eventually had to call a timeout just to catch our breath. Like, it was embarrassing. Right. Well, I, I and and I'll say this like you say like like no one like very few times is a team gonna play a perfectly clean game. Yeah, it, it's but, college, but, but no, no, no. But it is the manner in which the things that make the game unclean. It's when they happen to us and where they happen. Yes, on the goal yes. line, on that fourth and two, uh, TVD fumbling in in is fumbling a snap like when, when there's a chance for us to gain momentum throwing a pick in our own deep in our own territory it's it's the main and and the um 
the Keontre Smith after a huge stop. Luckily, we were able to to stop them. But yeah. it's just it's it's not like it's like second and six and they got like a first down run. Right. But oh, oh there was like a a, penal, a penalty as well. Like it's like it's just these these extremely important plays. And part of that is on us. Part of that is I believe we're cursed. But yeah. I, it's just it's it's like agonizing. It's almost like I don't know if you feel this, but when I watch us play. Anytime something remotely good happens to us, I'm like, I'm just waiting for like, where's the catch? Like, oh yeah, like, like what, what's gonna go wrong? A hundred percent. And it's just, it's a sad feeling. Um, so let me let let's just start in the first half here because I have there's the second half obviously is where things went off the rails. But in the first half, the third quarter specifically, yes. Let me start. Let's start with the positives. So. Yeah. Uh, for me, the biggest positive, especially looking at the first half, is this was this clearly was not a team that we didn't lose the locker room after the Georgia Tech game. This wasn't no. a team that came out flat or what this we didn't go out there and lay an egg. Like we showed yeah. up and the team played with energy. It like every it was I was very happy to see that. And the first half showed that. Like we we right. battled we battled through adversity in the first half and we ended up with a 17-14 lead going to the third quarter like a lot of stuff happened in that first half that like we just mentioned a couple of the ugly penalties a couple of the ugly plays but yeah you you had the lead you did your job going into the third quarter and so that's something i think it's a positive we have to take away I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree because with the stuff that yeah the day that did go wrong like fumbling on the goal line like you can Old teams, I've seen many teams give up. Yes, then, you yeah, know, like easily. we come out that, hot. It could have turned into a route quick, right? And I mean, I and I will say the uh, and this is actually reminding me why I also kind of believe we got just flat out beat in some ways. Is UNC set some records right. on penalties? Exactly. Like I, was thinking I the same even thing. said, I was like, these refs need to cool it. And I'm not just talking about Miami. Yeah, like, the refs like were, they are all yes. oh they were just like trigger happy. They were looking for things to call. Yes, that dude, that roughing the passer they called on North Carolina, where the guy just—I mean, I guess it's yeah, the rule. That, he they gave us that one. That was brutal. I mean, I did hit him in the head, but still, yeah. I guess it's the rule. Yeah, it's like—I mean, his hand like grazed the helmet, but and a lot of them like they genuinely were penalties, but I, it, it was just these refs were—it was just—it was a slow game because of it too. So many penalties. Well, and that's what makes me think North Carolina is just in a better spot right now as a team. I think they just are as a slightly better team because. They had all those penalties, and they they still beat us by ten points, and it felt like a lot more. Like we got absolutely right. owned in that second half. Um, yeah, and so in the first half, you did have you had some players making some plays. TVD had some nice throws, specifically the touchdown pass to Jacoby George. Uh, Jacoby George's special wide receiver. I mean, yeah. Take, just, he's he's taken massive steps this year. Yes, um, Kobe Young. Kobe Young's had you know, some Shannon, bad drops this year. Wait to to go back to Georgia. Like Shannon Dawson, like was like I don't know. I, I I saw the the response. I don't know what the question was to him, but he basically said he's like Jacoby could have had some more expos- explosive plays, and it's like. Dude, that guy was one of the few bright spots of our offense. Like, yeah, okay, maybe his knee could have been up on that one pass from TV or from the flea flicker, and maybe on that last drive, I think to end the half, he could have maybe got some more yards. But actually, he was dragged down by his face mask, so I don't think that was it. 
and they didn't call the face mask out yeah. of all the penalties they could have called that game. So I was like, I, I don't really know where he was coming from with that. Like Jacoby, in my in my mind, Jacoby George was the main bright spot on our offense. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'd love to see him get some more targets and touches. And then who I'd also love to see get some more targets and touches is guys that got in the fourth quarter, saw some action and made some great plays, specifically uh, Burchard Smith and oh. um, Isaiah Horton. Like, are we missing something with Brashard Smith? Because I don't think we are. He's made he's, every time he touches the ball, he makes a play, whether it's on a kick return out at wide receiver. Like, I don't know why right. we I think don't. They said he's the number one kick returner in the nation. Like, yes. he has the highest average. Yes. And and like, it, I don't know if it's a is it a like a, a Devin Hester type situation where he's has amazing speed, but maybe not the hands. Like, we just haven't really seen it from him. And like, I I've always over the years I've. I've come to to realize the the amount of times I've said this about a player. Why don't we see them? Why aren't we seeing them more? There's normally a reason. Yeah, but AJ I Allen just don't apparently know. he can't block. Yeah, oh, we and we saw that on. Yes, we, we saw that front row. Like yep. he cannot he got block blown up a couple of times. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Is there a reason Prashard Smith isn't playing? Because like you said, he's been absolutely electric on kick returns. Because all we do is sweep it to him. Same thing we do with Ray Ray Joseph. Like. Uh, yeah, and, I just and now like, if the Miami Dolphins show you anything, is that speed wins, and like I just put our fastest guys out there, and and that's the and thing. Then throw it's like it if, to X anyway. If we're gonna, yeah, if we're gonna recruit these guys and we're gonna get these fast South Florida kids, like let's dev- let's call some plays that utilize that. I mean, it's still like we still we called a fade to Xavier Restrepo. I, I just. I, I some of these plays are just they're mind numbing and he has, and we've yeah, seen he, them in in the last six offensive coordinators that we we draw up plays to the wrong guys. Yeah, I agree. He has the last the last coach that had drew plays to the right guys was Rhett Lashley. Yeah, and before that, I think you have to go all the way back to Jed Fish. Jed Fish, <laughs> legend. Uh, but. Oh, what was it? oh, yeah, but this the stat that X has more targets than George and Young combined is bad. And yeah, yeah he, I mean, he Dawson cannot be your we, primary not, guy. He can't. He's not telling TVD to specifically throw it to X. Like, if we're learning anything is that, you know, unfortunately, like, TVD is a, is a max two-read guy. Yes. And it's mostly one reads, and he stares him down like that interception he threw. He was just staring him down. It's it, literally he ha- he hit. Uh, it wasn't the interception one, but he like literally hits the defender just straight in the back, who's just blanketed over X, and would just stare down X the entire time. He and that ball yeah. was never there. I I'm very afraid at his his uh, lack of being able to read a defense. And that's why I, right now, I mean, they, I know people mention it all the time, the national media, any broadcast you're listening to that he's, he's a Sunday guy. I do not see it. Not right now. He's got, no. he makes some, he's got good arm talent. He makes some unbelievable throws, but as far as like, just being, as far as being an NFL quarterback and having to read complex defensive coverages and ha- like right. I, I don't see any of it i, I but and, and i feel like we're missing like the improvisation with him like, well he dude he's so immobile i mean 
improvisation yeah. starts with the feet getting out of the pocket right. and making a play happen, and he simply can't do it. And we have some people out there. Uh, uh, yeah, there's some people out there saying TVD. Like, look at his stats. He has like four four touchdowns, thirty one for forty eight, three ninety one. Like, you're saying that this guy's a problem. That is an absolutely stat padded. Like the the he that was stat padding at the end. He TVD played a horrible game. He, it was and not, he's, and that's he's played and two, two horrible games in a row. Two hor- yes, that it's two and now very we're bad saying, weeks. Oh, in a he's row. hurt. Oh, my ligaments in my hand. Oh, well, why weren't we bringing this up when you were playing well? Why didn't we know about that? Is it are we just giving excuses now? And if you are just, hurt, if yeah. you if your fingers are hurt, well, you shouldn't be like we shouldn't be putting them out there. Yeah, a hundred percent. I completely agree. It's with not that. like it's not like you've got Patrick Mahomes back there, and it's like uh, Patrick Mahomes with two fingers is better than our backup with a whole hand. I get that. Like he's a special, right. but it's like. No, like we've got someone else we can put in there, and I, I, I hate calling for the backup. I would like to just see what this offense looks like with with someone else, but I, it's not going to happen. I don't even know if it no. should happen. It's like I, agree. I think this is Tyler Van Dyke's team this year, but if things continue the way they are, they have to have a serious conversation at the end of the year about like what are we doing next year? Because I agree. W- Here's the frustrating thing too, like. And I'll ask a question at the end of this. I look at, I look at Drake May on the sidelines, and he's talking with his offensive line. He's talking with his teammates, and he's he's just involved on the sidelines. Every time that it is panned to TVD on the sidelines, he's slumped over. I think his little buddy X is next to him, and he's just not talking with anyone. Maybe the OC. And it just brings up the question, like, I there, I understand there are different personalities, there's different personas at the QB position, but is TVD a leader? And my opinion is no. Uh, yeah, I don't think, especially... Like, is TVD ever going to rally the troops? Especially in college football. Like your quarterback has got to be that guy that, and I it doesn't it doesn't have to be your personality to be a rah rah and yell and and be very emotional. I think it actually benefits people. I, it probably benefits him to be a little less emotional. But I agree. Like you never see him talking to anybody else on the sideline, and when he makes a bad play, he kind of just sulks it over. Right, and when he makes a good play, he does, like. I don't know, dude. I'm ready for a change. <laughs> like I've seen, like, like la- I mean, what I've seen enough. Like you, you think of, like, because he has so much. He does have so much talent. And, He's got crazy arm at, talent. He makes some great throws. You look at guys like King, and even Rosier. Like they, they were part of the team, and I just don't. I sometimes I literally just don't feel like TVD's part of the team. Like, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a sideline interaction between, like, him and Jacoby George. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I, I, I can't tell you if I've seen him ever with, like, I don't know. There is even, and uh, this is so unrelated, this probably doesn't even mean anything, but, like, do you remember the Texas A&M game? He had, like, a big pass. It was a big touchdown, and he was, like, running over to, to the sidelines, like, upset and, like, didn't celebrate with the team. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I'm going to try, I'll try and find it, but it was, that rubbed me wrong. Cause I was like, what happened? Like, why isn't he, why isn't he running down the field? Like it was just, it was a massive play. I'm pretty sure it was a touchdown. 
And like, why isn't it was a touchdown? Obviously, because he was running off the field. But like, why isn't he celebrating with them? And I just, I don't know. Yeah, and I think it's like all of those things. They're cool when you're playing well, and then the moment you start playing poorly, then it's like those things really don't look good. When you're right. not, when you're kind of sulking on the sidelines, not showing any emotion, and you're also throwing interceptions, like that's a big no-no. Yeah. Like, it would, it would make me feel so much better if after an interception, he, like, went up to all of his guys, like, pound his chest, like, that's right. on me, guys, like, and, 100%. like, and, like, yeah. show some emotion, like, then it's like, all right, man, like, this guy's at least out there trying. Like, you get, I, I don't think it's true, but you get the, I, you get the feeling that he's not really trying or doesn't really care. Yeah, I know, and that's, and that's I think a really he, I know he does, good example. But, but you got to. You got to portray that on your teammates, onto the coaches, onto the fans. Like, hey, I care, and I, I'm emotionally invested in this team. I mean, we had Ruben Bain was in tears after the game. Like, I want more I of those guys on my team. Because guess who else 100%. is in tears after the game? Uh, uh, this guy. <laughs> uh, uh. And, and here, here's another thing about TVD that bothers me that I also see some people talking about is they're like, y'all didn't have a problem with him hitting X so many times when we were winning. And we're like, yeah, well, you know, that's it. Maybe it was masking a massive issue. And when people thought, oh, maybe if we just double team X and he's still going to look at him, that's your, that's a decent strategy. And it, 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 I think it covered up something that was poor about our offense. It's not good, the distribution to X. No, I was going to say, it, I think. Uh, uh- Actually, a lot of us did have a problem with it. We just were like, all right, well. No, I'm saying I just, I literally saw, I don't know who tweeted it, but I saw somebody tweet, like, y'all didn't have a problem with this before. Right. But it's the same thing. It's like, if we are just, if we're liter- if we're winning games that we cannot run the ball, it, in the back of your mind, you're like, eh, like, it's okay, it's cool, we're winning yeah. games, but we got to figure out this running game because it's going to come back to bite us. Same thing with this. It's like, great that we're connecting with X and we're, and we're doing well, but what happens when X isn't there and we simply don't have an option and, but we have players. I don't know. Well, moving to the running game is it's just the same story. We come in the season with a plethora of running backs and we still have some depth, but we are quickly becoming injury ridden over there. Parrish went down, Fletcher's out, citizens not playing. I think, I think citizen actually got a couple snaps this game at the very end. Oh, did he? I huh. think so. So I think he's almost I, le- I legitimately turned it off. I turned it off when it was 35-17, and they were about to score another Yeah, I know. Touchdown. You actually missed a, you missed a kind of ex- – Mac Brown – I know. I'm, I, well, I we're fo- about to get in the second half, but he made it a little, a little interesting. Bit, but I also think it was stat padding. But I I, I, I was following it a little bit, but I, I, I knew it was done. I was like, I can't watch us lose to UNC again. Yeah. No, I I don't know where I got that false information. Trevante Citizen did not get a snap. Okay. I apologize. But, yeah, so then we're down to Chaney and Chris Johnson, right? Like, I mean, we came in the season with five running backs, and that's kind of the nature of that position, but same story, man. Like, we always have so many running backs, and they just get hurt. But I think Citizen is about to come back, so that is good news. And uh, and honestly, I, I Cheney and Chris Johnson are great running backs. Like it's, it's not like, it, it, yeah, it's not like the season where we were like just searching for running backs, and then that's when we made 
DJ Dallas become a running back who turned out to be amazing. But <laughs> yeah, we were like, remember that year we were just desperate for it. Yes. Like, All right, DJ, you're going to be a running back for us. Yeah, that was that was a fun year. Um, uh. Okay, so and then so we get in the, so we go into the half up seventeen fourteen, and then here comes the second half. And my biggest issue with oh, real quick, sorry, one other thing about the first half is I did I really liked the the early game plan from Gidry and the way our defensive line pressured Drake May. Drake May did not yeah, have a good first he half. Was shook. And we, it, we did, I, like, that's exactly what we wanted to do. And then in the second half, we couldn't get even close to him. All that pressure was gone. I, right. I don't and, know what I happened. Mean, in actuality, like you take, like he was only a 50% passer on the day. You take yeah. away, you take away a couple third and 20s that we give up a massive touchdown on. Uh, Dude. His, the game's mediocre for him. Why do I feel better with the Miami Hurricanes on third and three than I do third and 30? million percent we have no idea what to do it is like they it's a it, problem it was horrible. two two times in the game we give up a touchdown oh, it was a third and 18 a third and 20 but dude this has been an issue now for several years and i know we're on different coordinators now but like it's it is a problem that we can on third and long we are inept yeah like i would Twice rather this game a touch yeah you, you just said it sorry yeah yeah no it's okay and it's and it you know what it comes down to unfortunately is our safety Safe, play. Oh. Our safety play has just been abysmal. Abysmal. And like we're going into the season talking about our All American and another possible All American, James Williams, and it is just not. I, I don't mean, know Cam, what has Cam happened. Cam had some decent plays, but he's not the same man since he went out against Texas no, A&M. He is not the same guy since he went down with his injury, and then James Williams still just like. I mean, really, though, the biggest issue this week, it was Cam. He he was yeah. really bad in pass that, coverage and just getting well, gashed. Letting, yeah. As the safety, we're just... And a couple of them were just the way we drew up, some of the plays we drew up, that we are just leaving our corners on islands. I mean, literally, if I'm you, like even looking ahead to Clemson, I'm looking over at our corners, and I'm getting them on an island, man-on-man coverage, and I'm throwing that right. ball every time. We're winning, we're winning that battle... Every single day. Yeah, they should just literally go deep multiple, multiple times. I mean, Tez Bryant destroyed us. Welcome back, Tez Bryant. Thanks. I'm glad right, the NCAA well, yeah, cleared you. you. Well, one, you knew. You just, you just knew. You knew. We've seen it before. The the big, you know, touted player that wasn't able to play or was injured before is magically ready for the Miami game. Whatever um, new information the NCAA got. However, I'm happy for the guy that he was like, everyone should be able to play football. But it just sucked it had to happen with our game. Man. That, that and, com- and him and May, that James combo Williams was dangerous. Was his, I, think, I don't know if it was first or second touchdown or his third, but James, there was one where James Williams was literally just like, it was like in Madden when you accidentally turn into the safety. And he just stops, and he's just staring into the abyss, and our corner just gets beat. Well, because it was should have been the safety's ball. And they sit there, and they they just watch the quarterback trying to get an interception or something, and then guys are just running right past them. But I mean, Jaden Davis had a oh, 
really that bad. Was, it was that one possession. He had a, yeah, a holding. Yeah, he just got picked apart. And then the it was next a good holding. was a touchdown. I mean, you, it was, you get yeah. beat like that, especially in college, tackle the guy. I want to see more of the Brown oh. brothers, though. Like, yeah, we obviously what's work. What's what we're doing now is not working. Let's try something else. I mean, I'm you know, get, also just yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say I had another problem at the beginning of the game that we weren't spying Drake May, and he got a couple gashes, and then finally we're like, yeah, maybe we should put a guy on him because he has legs, like he can run. Yeah, I was like, oh, we forgot Drake May could run. Like, yeah, it's like crazy. I feel like we always come out forget quarterbacks can run. Yeah, except for ours. Yeah, no, never. The only we've had two quarterbacks that could run in the past, literally twenty more than that. Just yeah, multiple decades we've had two two quarterbacks, Malik and King, and both of those were our most success. Two of our most successful years in the last twenty yep. years. God, Coincidence, King, man? Could you imagine I King think with our team? Not. Dude, King was underrated. People do not give that man enough credit for what how good he was. He it was a horrible team around him, and he won some games. <laughs> yep. Same with same with Malik. Yeah. No, I know, and I gave Malik a lot of grief. His number back one in receiver that year was Daryl Langham. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, some great plays. Yeah, you were kind of a you you were, you were tough on Malik in the beginning. I was took you a little bit to get around guy. And then you know what? He just becomes more likable by the day. He does. I do. That is a cane for life. I, but I'm, my mindset did completely change about him when he started hyping up the crowd. Could you, I mean, at Doe Campbell, I I don't want to harp on this, but like, can you picture Tyler Van Dyke doing that? No, that's the Drake. Even Drake may Drake may throws a deep touchdown to Tez Bryant, and he's staring at our sidelines. A little right. bit of swagger. Drake May's a nice kid. He, but yeah. he's got but he's got that some, little bit of it fire, factor, right? Yeah. <sighs> like God, just he's a robot. Yep. And a he needs a software update with how he's been playing, dude. Honestly, the problem is is one of the biggest issues with the Miami Hurricanes last twenty years <laughs> is the fans care more than the players have. And, like, you can say anything you want about no one cares about this more than the players. Half of them may be true. Uh, there's another half of them that it's clear they don't. Yeah, and it's like it's like they need us to wake up. You know, it's like... it's a, Yeah. Like, I'm, like, like, Texas A&M. I don't even, like... It's like the game is only important because the fans are getting real hyped. You know what I mean? Right. When it's like it should be important because every game in college football matters greatly and you should go out there and win the game because guess what? Winning is a lot more fun than losing. So let's have some yeah. pride. Let's go out there. We're a bunch of four we're a bunch of four and five star players from the recruiting hotbed, one of the biggest recruiting hotbeds in the country. We're the University of Miami Hurricanes. Uh let's go out there and assert some dominance and we just never do it. No. Um second and talking ha- about asserting dominance. Mm-hmm. Um and I held off I've held off on saying this because I there I I've obviously watched football my whole life and I know a ton about it but I don't know you know the the ins and outs and intricacies of the defensive linemen specifically the defensive tackle position Schemes, the, the things plays the, yeah the yeah. things you don't see like did they did, did they plug a hole that I didn't see they didn't maybe not got the tackle but they changed the play in an impactful way right because all I have been hearing is how good Leonard Taylor is 
And frankly, I have never seen it. What I've seen is a highly touted high school recruit who doesn't give 100% every snap and is slow. And that might sound a little, like, mean, but he's had flashes and great flashes that shows the potential he has. But, I mean... I didn't hear his name at all, and I and I didn't hear his name the game before, the game before that. Yeah, and I'm kind of tired of the the narrative that you know he's he he's got that it factor because frankly I just don't think he does. This is what year three with him or is it two? I think it's the second year. Yeah, but it's just I mean, but he's played multiple games. He's been a a day one pl- player, like getting meaningful minutes, and I just don't see it. Yeah, we got I, run all over. the The thing is, is like he's obviously has NFL talent, and we see flashes of it. And it is uh, the defensive tackle position is one of those positions that is a little bit tougher to see. Like, what yeah, kind of impact flashy. are they making? Because a lot mm-hmm. of it is like plugging holes, and you get double teamed, and what can you do? But Leonard, I agree. It's like he does. I don't know if he just fatigues quickly, but he does. Where it's on tape, there are plays he takes off, and then he hasn't in the in the small games we see him everywhere in the backfield. In the big games, it, so far it's just he hasn't been. It's been non-existent. You'll hear his name called. He hasn't been disrupting right. in the backfield. He hasn't been blowing up the line. Like no, I'm, I'm like with Jared you. Willis and Kendrick Norton yeah. would get double teamed. Yeah, but they made it. They made it through. You no, know, I'm I'm with you. It's, it's I would definitely take I would problem. take Harrison Hunt over him. Yeah. It's a problem. Harrison Hunt has had a more impactful season than Leonard Taylor. Yeah. Now, Harrison Hunt's a great player, but it's just we don't talk about Harrison Hunt. We talk about LT. Yeah, the five-star. Uh, well, And I yeah. think that I think that bodes a bigger issue that this program has had, and I've said I think this is the 25th time I've said it on this episode alone, the last 20 years we've seen, is that players regress at this at the the University of yeah, Miami. They come in as Bain. freshmen. They make plays. We're all excited about them. By the time they're a senior, we cannot wait for them to leave, and we are seeing it again. And the only thing I can hold on to, my only hope, is that these are the last of the non Mario guys, and yeah. we we can hope that these freshmen and sophomores and some of the juniors are they're the future, and that we just got to still weed some of the rest out. That's my only hope. Yeah, I agree. Like you've seen players like Jacoby Georgia have taken big steps. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else, who else, who else. Besaint has taken some steps. It's still honestly, not as, maybe as big as I would hope. Honestly, um, Corey Flag has taken a big step this year. Corey Flag's taken some steps. So yeah, we can have that hope. But I agree. That's why I, I saw someone tweet that they're like worried for Bain. Like I hope yeah. he doesn't take that that same route of, of regressing because yeah, he does look so good, but and yeah, Cooper like, has taken some steps. Yeah. When five star athletes come to Alabama, they get treated like three stars and they still need to prove themselves. But when five star players come to Miami, I just feel like they, they, they treat themselves like five stars. Yeah, I agree. And that's why, dude, I was literally, before you even said that, I was about to say how much I just love Inez Cooper. How many stars is he? Three? Yeah, three. Yeah. Barely three. And that guy, not only is he playing at a high level on the offensive line, that man just loves the the hurricane football. Like he cares so much out there, shows a lot of passion. Yeah. 
And sometimes I love it's just all guy. it takes, man. Like I just know. To, ha- to have to have that extra spark. I mean, Jacoby George was a three star too. Maybe a four star. I think he was actually a three star. Yeah. X was maybe a th- a four. But like, see, in the yeah, yeah. and X is like the fact of like, like what we've seen this year with so much of TVD focusing on him has made people like a little like ah. But like the guy is a great receiver, a great player for oh, us, reliable. Yeah, he and just he's a guy that cares. Targeted. He's a guy, but he uh-huh. can't be our primary number one. Like, no, I mean he can't. He it's fine if he's the number one because he gets open. But the amount of targets is just it's too much. Yeah. Like, like every quarterback's got a guy on third down that they're looking for, but it is every third down. Even if he was not literally open. in triple coverage, and we threw a yeah. ball. Yeah, literally that one ball. It was, I think it was a third down. Just hits the defender in the butt, who's just blanketed oh. over X. And guess who was crossing right underneath? Who was wide open? Isaiah Horton, and he put his hands up right when it was over. Like, what the heck? How do you not throw me that football? Uh. Um. All right. I mean, really, the second half is. It was a disaster. We we gave up 21 straight points. We got shut out in the third quarter, 21-0. But here's the two. Like, listen to this sequence of events. Okay, so North Carolina gets the ball to start the second half. And, I mean, it's four plays, 75 yards. It's a quick touchdown. But it's like, all right, you, we had the busted coverage. That was Tez Walker, 60-yard touchdown pass from Drake May. Um, Just, yeah, got absolutely burned. You then get the ball back, and we drive a little bit. Five plays, 30 yards, and then it's a bad snap to Van Dyke. And then Van Dyke, it's right on the ground. He's about to get it. Offensive line kicks it with his right foot. Like, we have an inability to recover a fumble. No, I that is... Have we recovered a fumble all year? Dude, I don't... I truly cannot remember the last time we fumbled it and then... Rec- or even if the opposing team fumbled, I cannot remember the last right. time we've recovered a fumble. Like, oh, I, yeah, Texas I, A&M. I mean, we've prob- Texas we've A&M. probably fallen on our one. own. When did they fumble? The it was like nearing the end of the game, the big hit that um uh who laid it on him. Okay, well may so maybe one, yeah. right? Yeah, I think I that's it, but truly we cannot recover a fumble. Um okay, so then you fumble it, and so it's like, okay, here we go. Our defense shows up and gets North Carolina to punt the football. A huge stop on defense. It's the game. It's twenty-one seventeen, and it's five minutes into the third quarter. First snap from that drive, Van Dyke throws it directly, Ugh. directly to that linebacker just dropping in coverage. Never saw him, and that's my problem with Tyler Van Dyke's interceptions. It's not like. The def- these defensive backs and corners are making unbelievable plays. And he's just like, ah, tip my cap to him. That's a great interception. It's a, right. it's a tough play. Dude, he, it's, he throws it like he doesn't see, he can't read the coverage. And they're just, they're yeah. off. In that situation, you just got the ball back. You cannot throw that ball. If there's any question in your mind about the coverage, you simply cannot throw that interception there. It's a yeah. backbreaker. So now your defense gets the ball. It's right, there's a they, first down, right? Uh, what do you mean? The, the interception. Oh yeah, it was on first down. Yeah, it was the first yeah. play of that drive, and then North Carolina gets the ball back in great field position, and three plays later, they're in the end zone. And it's like, and now the route is on. So it's like yeah, that's a, that's what I'm saying. Our 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 miscues come at the absolute worst times. Yes. 
And some of that is on the players. Some of that's just bad luck. But that one is obviously on TVD. Um, And then, yeah, it goes on from there. And then it got a little interesting at the end because, well, one, I know it's always weird near the end of the game. They, like, they're running a little bit more of a sort of like a shell kind of prevent defense. I know it gets a little weird, but... I like the tempo that we like once we started running a little tempo, things just opened up. Like, can we just run a little more tempo? Please? Tempo guys tempo got us a fumble on the goal line. Yeah, well, that's not when you run tempo. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. It's first and goal when we're running it down their throats. Like, we can take time to make sure everyone's set. We've got four plays here from the one. No need to run tempo there. That makes no sense. But it's like if you get a completion up the middle, like let's all get up to the line, let's get up to the next play, you know? Oh yeah, UNC was so good at that. Yes, like the they, moment they like had a positive any, play, they're we, running tempo. Or anytime we had like a big positive play, like that James Williams hit, they're like, all right, back on it. Right. Yeah, like, and we're too busy celebrating. This. Right. Um, but Mac Brown, they they basically were running out the clock, and then Mac Brown calls a reverse sweep like he's tossing the ball which is already dangerous and the guy runs out of bounds so it's like so then we get the ball back with a little bit of time and then jimmy here's here's where the issue is so then we make them punt we get the ball back we're down 10 we're okay and we are we are going at a snail's pace and then not only are we going at a snail's pace, but the moment we start creeping into almost field goal range, we're just we're trying to get into the end zone. But it's like, let's get a quick completion. We need two and scores to begin with. Like yeah. kick the field goal and let's try an onside kick. Yeah. We tried two other onside kicks and they're actually great kicks by Borigalis. Great onside kick attempts that North Carolina made good plays on. We almost got two onside kicks. Why not try a third? Kick the field goal, let's try a third, and then do a Hail Mary in the end zone. I well. That's the coaching stuff. Like, our, whatever. Whatever, mm. dude. <laughs> that was the game, folks. Uh, that was the was game. So, we do need just, to move on to Clemson here. We do. And it's just the next chapter of the gauntlet of our ACC schedule. So, yeah. This, this Clemson we game. we will be there. We will be there. Uh, 8 o'clock kickoff on ACC Network. Another prime time game for your Canes. <sighs> Miami Knights. God, they just want to see us just get destroyed. Here's the thing with this Clemson game, and I've seen a few people say this, and I could not disagree more that this is a lose-lose type game because... Clemson is down this year, and so if you win, it's because they're down. But if you lose, it's a, your third loss in a row, and it's losing to Clemson. Like, stop that right now. You're talking yeah. about the Clemson Tigers, who are just wrapping up an absolute tear on college football, where they went to the playoffs for four straight years, won two national championships off of that. You're talking about Clemson Tigers who are full of four- and five-star players still and whose only two losses are to Duke and FSU, a Duke team who should have beaten Notre Dame and should have... And that's the only game they've lost, and they lost Riley Leonard during it. And then, obviously, a Florida State team who's having 
an incredible year, ranked number four in the country. Clemson should have won who, both who of they those. Should have beat if, yeah if they didn't have a financial advisor as a kicker. Exactly, and they should have beat Duke if they didn't fumble first and goal twice. Right. So like, let's so the, stop with so those. That. Are their this, only two losses. Those are the only two losses. I mean, this yeah, is they, a they good could Clemson football be undefeated. Team. Yes, yeah. and they are. And you look at their roster. You're talking about blue chip ratio. I mean, this is mm. a good Clemson team. So stop with the. This wouldn't be a good win or anything. Oh, no, like I'd that. be thrilled. I mean, we when's the last time we beat Clemson? They've 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 not just owned us. They have absolutely embarrassed us. Right. They got one of our coaches fired. They demolished Manny. Mm-hmm. They demolished Rick. Yep. Yeah, the games haven't even been competitive. No. That ACC championship game was horrible. Ugh. Horrible. And I hate the manner. I, <laughs> I'm just, I don't like, I don't like Dabo. I said it. I mean, that's not a crazy different opinion, but. Because Dabo's got that drip. And now oh he's on God. TikTok. The mouse went up the clock. You know, I'm going to take this back, though. I ran into him at uh, this burger spot in Sanibel, Florida, and he was there with his family and couldn't have been a nicer guy. And I'm not someone who comes up to people like that because I know they're with their family, but uh, some people in our group did. <laughs> and And he just couldn't have been nicer. And yeah, he's uh, now I now I feel bad for saying I don't like him. No, you don't he, like him because he's absolutely owned you the yeah, last the last several that's, years. That's correct. Um, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I'm bitter. so my brother in law played for Clemson during those four years that they went to the playoff. Um, he won two national championships. So yeah, I've I've gotten to be around that program and and meet Dabo. I took a picture with Dabo and posted it. Acted like I was a uh, acted like I was a recruit, <laughs> and he actually got a phone call from some reporters, and they said, "Oh, so you guys signed a new kicker." Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty humiliating. I but um, that. yeah, if you look at the picture on my Instagram, I look like a kicker, and um, but yeah, so uh, but trust me, I want nothing more than to beat Dabo because. I mean, he's had his fun. Come he on. has. I agree. So, Man, but he he just knows how to play us so well. Like, it, there's teams like Syracuse and stuff that always play them well and NC State. But then there's us, and we just don't execute against Clemson. It's like playing NC... It's like playing North Carolina. Yep. Like, there's those teams that just have our number. And Every Clemson team. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of them. Um... Dude, and Clemson, okay, folks that say they're having a bad year when you just heard me say they're two losses, but they also have a top, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's top 10, might even be top five defense this year still. Their, the, yeah, their struggles have, have been on offense, but I, I think this is <laughs> So defense is going to be an issue. I. I <laughs> Here's the thing, though they they just they still ex- like other than that that Duke game they execute. And they do. Like, they execute at a Nicole very has high two level. Two picks on the year. Yes, they do not. TVD make had mistakes. that in one half against Georgia Tech. I am very very concerned about Tyler Van Dyke throwing the football against this Clemson defense. Very concerned. And guess what? If if he throws an interception early in this game, 
it is going to get ugly at Hard Rock Stadium with the Boo Birds. Oh, yeah. And you hate to see that. Those Boo Birds are out there. It gets ugly. It's going to get, if we go down early against Clemson, it is going to get very ugly at Hard Rock Stadium. I'm looking to see if they have any defensive backs that their name starts with X. It's going to make me nervous. <laughs> that their name no. starts with X? Oh. Yeah, because he's just, that's just where he wants. Oh, Xavier Thomas, defensive end. <laughs> he has to throw to X. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, Xavier Thomas is a beast. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And then um, Cade Klubnik, he hasn't had his game yet, and he's a, he's a five-star nationally ranked quarterback. Is this his game? Is this his coming out party? It's You know it is. Right? <laughs> it, all, it's, it always is. It has to be. Like, for even, you know, Drake may have his struggles against us, but he still played one of his better games against us. Yeah. Dude, if I'm Clemson and I'm watching that tape, I'm saying, all right, all right, Cade, we're taking our receivers and we're going deep. And we are we are putting pressure on this Hurricane secondary and we're going to make them make a play. That's what they're going to do. Why not? I would do it too. 100%. And, that, and that's what North Carolina figured out. Let's just go deep to Tez Walker. Clemson's coming make, off a... Sorry, go ahead. No, you got it. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I'm just absolutely rambling in this show. Um, no, but I, 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 we're, that we're organized. Okay. It's just been bad. It's been bad. I mean, I'm in and a bad I, space. You and I, I specifically didn't call you after the yeah. North Carolina game because I just yeah. wanted to I know. I still haven't year. talked to Dad about it. But I I'm, talked I'm, to him yesterday about it. It's similar feelings. I'm seeing him in a couple days, so... I'll get to talk then. And I'm trying to keep it positive. And it's guys, I'm going to end this show on a positive note, but I'm a little more we negative here. We have not been positive this game, but frankly, we're just speaking the truth right now. A little more negative here coming up though is Clemson's coming off a bye week and this is not a program. They're not ready to just pack it in. Like this is a big game for them to get no, they're back being disrespected. They are getting it's unbelievable. So normally I cannot stand when Dabo does the old like um oh, what does he say? The he basically the it's that saying he says where he's basically saying, "Oh, we're always the underdog getting disrespected." And it's like in the past like 10 years it's been like, "Dude, you're how are you the underdog? Like you're right. You're right. yeah, you're winning championships. Stop that." This year they've been disrespected. I mean, yeah. it's cra- their two losses are to Duke and FSU. I agree, and they're unranked. Like you look at uh, like an LSU with a loss to FSU, and then who was their other one? Uh, I can't remember, but they were still ranked top twenty-five. Jimmy and like Clemson's loss, and like LSU got destroyed by Florida State, and then you got Clemson who loses on a last second. What was it? Was it to go overtime? Yeah, well, the field, they missed the field goal to win the game, and then right, it went like overtime, and then the they game. lost. So, yeah, I, I agree. Complete disrespect. Like, this is a – you're right. This is a good Clemson team. If we win this game, I consider this a better win than Texas A&M if we win this game. 100%. 100%. This would be a huge win. And so, like, we just can't look at their record and their fact that they're not ranked because, quite frankly, they fell out of the rankings after a win this year when they beat Charlotte and they dropped yeah. out of the rankings. Uh, it's it's crazy. I think I guess everyone was just sick of Clemson and 
But here they are rolling into Hard Rock Stadium. Um, and if your Miami Hurricanes don't win this football game, that's three losses in a row and the wheels are officially off. And it's it's crazy to say that because it's like this is not an easy game and it's not an easy schedule and it's not like it would be a total collapse, but you can't lose three games in a row. I I don't know if I think the wheels are completely off, but they're close. But I will say this. Our best run that we've had in recent years was 2017 under Mark Rick. Previous year, he started off 5-0 and or something like that. Proceeded to lose four games in a row and then won out. Bowl win, then the 2017 season happens. I think my math's wrong there, the wins and losses. But it was like multiple, I think it was four losses in a row we had in 2016. And so I wouldn't say, I just, this, but there are glimpses of this season that reminds me of that, that you feel like with depth and just a, one more year under this re- regime that it, it, it could turn around. But I mean, it, it, losses do pile up. So I don't, I think, Whoever we play against after Clemson, if we lose to that, the wheels are off. That's that's the game to bounce back. We play Virginia, opinion. which is yeah, good. Like obviously we need to win that that game. And I'm not like sitting here with a loser mentality. I think we should beat Clemson. How they've looked there this year, they they're a beatable team. For sure. Yes, are they a, a good team and, and have a, a crazy amount of talent? Yes. Like so it, we should it should be a good game. I, we have every opportunity to beat them, but so I don't necessarily. It's just a shame of how the schedule's lined up. Georgia Tech wasn't supposed to be a loss, That's but with UNC the biggest, Clemson, the, yeah. you could expect those to be chances of losing. Again, Georgia Tech was the backbreaker. A hundred percent. Again, if we had beaten Georgia Tech, everything about the whole conversation shifts because now you're five and one, and you're like, all right. This is going to be a tough game against Clemson. We just had a tough battle against North Carolina. Win or lose, it's okay. But now you're like, just three losses in a row would just be awful. But it brings me to my next point, and something I I brought up in the beginning of the show is it is time for me personally, but I think for a lot of people, to reset expectations. If we go back and you listen to this show, you listen to your own show, anything, or your own conversations with people, and you guys are talking about preseason predictions, what you think the Miami Hurricanes record's going to be this year. Let's be honest, everyone was in the 7 to 5 to 9 and 3 range, right? Yeah. And so we're sitting here at 4 and 2 and there is a it's not an easy path, but there is a very nice path to 8 and 4. And if you finish this season 8 and 4 and then you go on to win your bowl game, Coming off of a five and seven, like I think we forget we went five and seven last year. Yeah, that's the perspective we need to have. That's the perspective we need to have. Eight and four is an amazing turnaround, incredible turnaround. And in the beginning of the season, everyone was like, "Yeah, I would take eight and four in a heartbeat after five and seven last year." It, we have to, but start the way we started four and zero, oh, and the way we looked in those games, and the big win against Texas A and M. I think the expectations started shifting maybe rightly so but it is time we got to temper those back North Carolina game kind of put us in our place of like we got a long ways to go if we want to start winning those kind of games on a consistent basis exactly that's a good point because I was going to say the Texas A&M game showed us 
that if you don't shoot yourselves in the foot and you execute, you can beat anyone in the country. Yes. Yeah. And 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 I say because Texas A&M, I actually am starting to believe is just not a, an amazing team. I mean, I never thought they're amazing, but they're they're just looking very mediocre this year. But we dominated them after yes. our slow start. So it just showed us, yeah, like if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, we can get all the momentum and and you know keep that rolling. But you can't fumble on the goal line, throw a pick in your end zone, give them free first downs on fourth and two. There's just things you just cannot do if you want to win football games and hard football games like that. I would say so, no, but I agree. I agree. I, I eight and four would be. I, I'm thrilled with eight and four. I think what my season preseason prediction was nine and three. I think it's because I didn't expect still on the, the Georgia table, Tech. Baby. It's still. I mean, it's. Listen, we beat Clemson. FSU is going to be a tough one. Yeah. At FSU, I I will obviously I will never say we're going to lose to FSU, but it's just going to be a tough one. And then you you got yeah, hard games in NC State and Louisville. God, we have a hard ACC schedule. It's brutal. Um, but Louisville showed some, you know. Uh, maybe the the juju's depleting a little bit with them. I don't know, but they could bounce back. But that they kind of looked like what we expected them to look at like this year. Uh, so I that we have the opportunity to, but we're not looking good right now. We need I need more Texas A and M, Miami, and less of Georgia Tech and UNC Miami. And one of the things too like when you're looking for growth in a team is and one of the things I was looking for this year is even in our losses, we had to be competitive. And the th- that was the one positive about this North Carolina game is th- there was a point where it's like, whoa, this is going to, we're going to get embarrassed. Like this is going to be a route. And the team fought, stayed in it. We had some o- good offensive possessions at the end and put some points on the board. And like, you think that doesn't matter, but it does matter. Like, we got to move. We yeah. got to get past I mean, where we just get absolutely crushed. Yeah, exactly. You just knew, like, oh, I th- thought we're about to. I thought the score was going to be like forty-five to like seventeen. At yeah, the end, you know, and like we were too good of a football team to get to just get blown out by teams anymore, like we've seen in the past. So I was happy to see that. So even like I'm thinking like FSU, a team that's just a lot better than us right now. You that's you just got to keep them competitive, and so. If we go eight and four and we got two more losses on the schedule, those two losses they just got to be good football games, and we this just, could be one of them. So, <laughs> we just have one. to play so clean the, these next few weeks. Like Clemson's got, we got to be so clean. All right. Anything else here? Nope. Nope. I feel good about it. And you feel clean. A lot of off my chest. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, lock of the weeks haven't been much better than the hurricane season. I think uh, (laughs) lock of lock of the weeks have been years. You weren't even close last week with with your pick, Ohio State. Um, (laughs) And I, Kansas, my pick was looking good, and then Oklahoma State actually ended up winning that game, so it ended up not even being close. Um, Okay, lock of the week this week. For me, wait, you went, yours was the Ohio State game last week, right, against Purdue? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm jumping on the Ohio State board. They are they are a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Penn State. It's a big one, big game. Noon kickoff, 
I think this is the game we finally see the full Ohio State team. They play a complete game, and I think they beat Penn State by a touchdown. I think they cover that four and a half. Uh, real quick on Penn State, Broyles Award watch list, Manny Diaz. <laughs> so he is back to being a good defensive coordinator. Josh Gaddis has Maryland putting up a bunch of points. A lot of ex-coaches oh, are looking pretty, Eno, pretty, pretty good. was moving the ball against Alabama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Given they didn't score that many points, but... Manny Diaz is going to be getting looked at like, for some head coaching uh, gigs after this season. Temple should look at him. <laughs> hey you. That'd be crazy. Uh, I so, don't yeah, know. I, that's yeah. my lock. I feel like Manny's defense is... Uh, we don't need to get into it. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things that once you figure it out, it's bad. But it's Well, I'm hoping defense. Ohio State figures it out this year. Because yeah. they're my lock of the week. <laughs> uh, I'm between two. Um, between Washington State and Oregon, taking Washington State, maybe Oregon, a little disappointing sleeper game after last week. And didn't Washington they're, State absolutely blow out? Uh, they had a huge win this past weekend. They, oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, Joe, you idiot. You should never speak again. <laughs> they got crushed by Arizona. Okay, that's good to know. That plays into to this decision then. I'm pretty uh, sure they were ranked before that too. You know, I'm gonna I'm going to uh go against our alum our uh our alma mater. Yeah, that was almost gonna be my pick. <laughs> uh oh, UCF versus Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma's oh, favored by nineteen and a half. And I'm going to have to go with the Sooners on that one. UCF has had a tough start in a Power 5 conference. UCF Knights. I do like their fight song. Yeah, no, they have, like, they actually have the opportunity to be a, a a cool fun school but i think just 2017 ruined it for for them yep like so everyone liked it everyone liked the underdog but then when they're all like yeah when they touted that national championship it was tough to be around is that game at oklahoma uh yes yes it is they're what'd you say 18 and a half 19 and a half. Yeah, I mean, UCF has not looked Dylan good. Ga- and, and mostly because it's like, yeah, maybe it's going to be a sleeper game, but Dylan Gabriel is going to want to just destroy that team. Dude, what's the over-under in that game? Like, it's got to be over 60. Uh, it is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I clicked away. Uh, 63 and a half. Whew. I would take the over. Uh, I probably would too. Yeah, I could easily see it being like a 45-21 type game. Yeah. yeah. And then that would also give me the cover. There you go. Um, Quick look around the league, FSU. I'm just waiting for them to lose. They have Duke this week. Riley Leonard 
he might be back, but he's limping significantly. So what, it, he his running game's gone. That's one of his biggest threats. Like I think FSU yeah. rolls. All right, it, the the dominoes are falling in place for it, FSU. It really is. People told me in the beginning of the year they're a playoff team, and I laughed at them. If we beat them and then they went out, you think they're still in the playoffs? One loss, and then they went out, and then they win the ACC championship? Uh, they'd yeah. have to have some teams lose because right now you have an undefeated team in the Pac-12, undefeated in the Big Ten, undefeated in the Big 12, undefeated in SEC. They need right. one of those to lose, but mo- more than likely. I, if we, we I don't care, though. If we them. beat them... <laughs> If we beat them, they can win the national championship. No, 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 no maybe not that. Champions. <laughs> yeah, but if we beat them, my man, and they we make can... the playoff and lose, and that that oh, I don't care about that. Yeah. But, oh, but dude, if we beat them and that's kept them out of the playoff, oh Beautiful. my goodness, we can beat them too. <laughs> you know, all their trash talk to us. It's like we're better in our year two of rebuild than they were. Right, that's the that's also been a topic of conversation this week. Like yeah. Jacksonville State was year two of Norvell. Yes, I mean, can we pl- like we cannot forget about Jacksonville State? We can't forget about half that. Like they were, they I don't think Norvell lost to Miami because he didn't coach that game when we yeah, beat them fifty two to ten. Absolutely, his team, and we demolished them. Can't I cannot? Why why couldn't he have been healthy them. for that game? We were always going to beat him that game. It Kane makes was no sense going to do what he did. You think Mike Norvell sitting there on the sideline is going to suddenly make that forty-two point deficit disappear? I'm just—they're a great team this year. I'll give them all the kudos in the world. I'm just so curious how they're going to look next year as a top-heavy team. Yeah, they—they are going to have. They've built their team in the transfer portal. Great, like that's—that's that's the landscape of college football now. Clemson needs to start doing it. They're the last team left not doing it, and it's starting to bite uh, yeah. them. Um, yeah. But if you're going to live and die by the transfer portal, you got to do it every single season. I, I'll say this: I think we need. I think Mario needs to get better at it too. It was Manny's best quality, and that was actually why we had some decent players. I was listening to. Um, it, it's I need a, a transfer portal quarterback. I was listening to another Miami Hurricanes podcast called the Orange Bowl Boys. Ever heard of them? And <laughs> they uh, and one of the guys toast. He said that he, that was his biggest issue was we didn't get a transfer quarterback in the off season. I think you like. I think you should, especially with how these quarterbacks transfer now. You can get a transfer quarterback just as a backup, right? Like, just get some solid veteran guy that can come in there because then you'll have to worry about burning any red shirts or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> no, but you have someone on that podcast that's defending TVD's game against UNC. Yeah. So. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and then Florida... Florida has... Oh, they have a bye week, and then they have Georgia. So they they just uh, they beat South Carolina, but South Carolina is terrible. But Florida was still dancing in the locker room. <laughs> I know. Yeah, South Carolina. What are they? Two and four going? Or yeah, they were lo- two and three going in that game. They had a losing record, and yep. they should have beat Florida. Yeah. Oh, they blew it. They absolutely blew that game. I watched that whole thing. I hate watched it. I do that. We all oh, do I it. love hate watching. 
like when especially when like Florida State and Florida play at different times, like and then it's the Miami game. Nothing so I can better. watch all of them. But that it was just the worst. It was the worst. You watched this Florida week. State roll, Florida get a big win, and then Miami lose. And it's like, where did my Saturday go? And why am I and then why am I crying at midnight? Oh man, thank thank you for the Dolphins this season. I'm sorry if you're a Canes fan, you're not a Fins fan as well, because it, yeah. it does it does just help a little Dude, bit. Dude, there's a lot of uh because you know, like Florida, New York, there's just a lot of New Yorkers that live in Florida now. You've got yeah. Miami Hurricane fans that are either Giants or Jets fans, and that's uh, that and is Jets. tough. Yeah, Jets had a big the, win, but they are just they have no offense. Yeah, and the Giants just pulled a Miami and blew that game. Giants are so bad. Do you watch the end of the half? What they did at the end of the half. At the end of the first half, they had the no. ball on the one like the one yard line, and there was like thirteen seconds left, and it was like it was either first or second down. They had multiple plays they could do. Tyrod Taylor audibles out of a pass and runs it and hands it off, and he gets stopped short of the goal line. They had no timeouts. Clock runs out. No points. Mm. Where they could have easily thrown maybe two fades or just some two plays, and then kick he a field audible goal into that work. play. Audible into the run. The <sighs> head coach, whatever his name is, you furious. Like God, through his clipboard dabble. was Yeah, was almost gonna pull Lance Gidry. Mm. And that segues us out of this episode. <laughs> yes, it does. All right, one more pick. Ladies and gentlemen, eight o'clock oh, yeah. ACC Network at Hard Rock Stadium. It is Miami Knights, your Miami Hurricanes. Miami, your four and two Hurricanes take on the Clemson Tigers and Dabo Sweeney. <clears throat> Dabo Sweeney and the Tigers, they come from Howard's Rock to our rock, and they are looking to rock us like a hurricane and send us home with our third loss in a row. Jimmy, what say you do the Hurricanes find a way to get this season back on track, or do the Clemson Tigers continue their pure dominance that they have just absolutely crushed us with the last several years? Since the C.J. Spiller days, really. Remember that game we were at? Oh, <laughs> what say you? Horrible game. That was when uh, Taj Boyd was the quarterback. Dude, I saw a hilarious video of Taj Boyd <laughs> that it was like this news interview he was giving. And he's like, they're like, what are you doing right now, Taj? He's like, oh, I'm just in my dorm room studying. And they're like, oh, who are you studying with? Like, bring them on. Have them say hello. And it was like these three girls just come onto the oh, camera. I, I have seen that. <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, you know, my prediction this year was nine and three, and I am sticking to nine and three. However, that third, you would think I would be thinking FSU, but no, right. I am oh. thinking Clemson. No, 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 no. My prediction. And, and and this hurts me to say because I will be at this game. Like I am yep. traveling to this game. I am I am staying an extra day in Florida because of this game. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna go Clemson twenty four, Miami twenty. 
It's going to be an ugly offensive game, in my opinion. Low scoring. Clemson's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They are a... Yeah, so I have Clemson covering. We are a home dog, so you have Clemson covering. Yeah, I think our defense figures it out and plays a decent game, but those 24 comes from some big chunk plays. And... uh, I just it's like well it's like one of those mental blocks like even like me saying we we're gonna lose last week, uh, I just can't picture us walking off the field saying we beat Clemson. Nope, I cannot picture it in the slightest. What I can picture is me walking out of that stadium around midnight in the pouring down rain, shaking, rain follows shivering us every single game, every single game, <laughs> um, even when we're not in Miami. My final score prediction, I did finish, I picked us to finish 8-4 and four this season, uh, but I haven't been right really on any of my picks. I picked us to lose to Texas A&M, then I picked us to beat <laughs> North Carolina, so who knows with this one. My final score prediction is Clemson Tigers 24, the Miami, Miami 21. Oh, so super close to me. Super close to you. I really like your pick. I think, I, I, yeah. I just don't yeah. see us scoring the. I, I agree. TVD I man. T- TVD. If you're hurting, if you're hurting, don't play. But we need you, man. We we need we need more from you. Yeah. Gosh. Show some life. Are you? Too still alive. <laughs> care about something. That's just all care, I want. Just care as much as we do. Wear white. They say wear white to the game. Is it white? I haven't been able to. Like I bought specific, Like I bought new shirts for this season. I haven't been able to wear them to any because we do different colors. Like why are we doing a white out? I don't know, but my guess is going to be a lot of blue in the stands. Yeah, oh, <laughs> just got that. Yeah. Why do they paint that stadium blue? Blows I say we wear orange so we blend in with the. Uh, there's gonna right. be a lot of Clemson. Oh, there's fans. a lot of Miami fans there. <laughs> yeah. I know that. Was, <laughs> that was like when we the fifty-eight nothing, and it's like you couldn't really tell that the only people left in the stands were Clemson fans, but they were. Right. That was it. Do we bring out the Clemson Miami should just uniforms. wear purple. <laughs> Do we bring out the Miami Knights uniforms at halftime? Honestly, why not? Why not wear the Miami Knights uniforms? You already lost in them. Who cares? I can't get worse. It could get worse. <laughs> even you can get blown out in them. I'm so mad about like, that. What the heck? I, I don't even like that we wore all white against North Carolina. Put on the orange pants. Like, let's just go back I, to orange, white, white, orange, and sometimes green. I mean, even like the all white, I don't really care about. But it's like the even like tweeting. This is what we're wearing. I guess it's just like the social. Oh, could we? Uh, this reminds me of. I even finished that sentence, but um, <laughs> our social media team to to tweet yeah. out this duo when we're just getting rolled, yeah. and the the fan base is enraged with TVD about just specifically to, that specifically trying to just force it into X on multiple plays that he's not open, and to tweet this duo like my God, you guys, yeah, get it together. Not Susan a had a bad week with Mario. Susan had a bad week. Yeah, they do not like each other at all. No. Um, 
Our video guy is good, though. Good pump-up videos before the She was asking about... Yes, we always have good pump-up videos, even back in the dark ages, Mm -hmm. which we still kind of are in. Um, (laughs) Yeah, her question was, is TVD, like, injured... Like she tweeted that she basically out, said she that, basically that told his him leg is wrapped. Yeah, she basically told Mario to his face like, "Hey, TVD's clearly injured. What's the update?" And he said, "Like I just told a reporter a couple minutes ago that he's fine." He goes, "So you bad. can write whatever you want, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not read their stuff." And you get to pay. Well, no, she's not with the athletic anymore. No, she's. I think she's with the Herald, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It's Manny Navarro was with the Herald, is now with the Athletic. She's been with the Herald. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to pay for the Herald, though. I think you might. Yeah, tough scene. Tough scene down in it's South just Florida. An- another another chapter in uh, Mario's yeah, the press su- conferences. The, the Susan Mario. They could write a book on this. Um, it's it's going to be fun when Mario's winning and he has this attitude. It's not too fun now. It's just a lot of depressing things going on. But guys, it's time to reset expectations. I real how how long have we been recording? Do we have time to real quick? We're an hour and fifteen minutes. Jeez. In. Okay. You know what? <laughs> We're going to talk about it after the Clemson game because it's it's basically the last like Mario's wins, the wins he's had since we've taken over, and it's not a good list, but it's like we've got time. We have a whole, well, yeah. we have a lot of season left to make that list look a little bit different. A lot of signature wins he can get on his on his resume and a lot of signature wins that can start turning a program around, a, a program that badly needs some big wins. We had one against Texas A&M. We've got a chance this weekend against Clemson. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I agree. If we beat Clemson, that I don't care about that list. Throw it out. Throw it out. I apologize for the hour and 15 minutes, but I hope you enjoyed this. Yeah, I, I did. We've got a Miami <laughs> Knights. We got a Miami Knights game on Saturday night. Let's we need some we need some good juju for this name that we have the for this podcast. C L E M S O N. Go Kings. I don't want to hear that at all. No, sir. That was crystal clear in the fifty-eight nothing beatdown from Clemson. Oh, you! It was you heard it driving down the turnpike, leaving the game. I will leave you with this, folks. In that fifty-eight nothing beatdown, they did not go. The Clemson Tigers did not go to the locker room at halftime. They didn't felt they didn't feel like they needed to talk anything over. Let's beat this team. Uh, beat them. See you at the rock, everyone. See you at the rock. See y'all. Go Kings.